This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to an emergency Jamie Sports News podcast. Kurt Signetti is reportedly leaving JMU to take the same position, the head coaching position for Indiana. So he will lead their football program. Pete Thamel of ESPN was the first to report that, that they're finalizing a deal. I guess there's like a 1% chance, right? You never know. Could be some weird thing at the table. But typically, with multiple reports like this, he'll be leaving for Indiana. So we uh, we figured we'd have a quick little, quick little lunch break from work podcast. Yeah, I was cutting up my cucumbers for lunch as this news broke. Literally, I was slicing and I get a text from Bennett. It's official. He's gone. I cried a little bit. It went into the blue cheese, made it a little salty. You know how it goes. But um, I think the last emergency podcast we had was when they hired Kurt Signetti. We don't have emergency podcasts often. I think that's fair to say. And this one felt like it was needed as the reports are coming in that that Indiana is finalizing this deal. So we'll give a quick overall reaction to it, what it means for JMU. Um, Indiana, kind of our reaction to that choice because Duke was rumored in there as well. And then we'll wrap it up with uh, kind of candidates that may fit the bill to take over the head coaching position, if, if it's going to be an outside hire, if it's going to be an inside hire. But first, real quick, at the top, as always, we have to say, check out Three Notch, their Valley Collab House, always great stuff. You can drink away the pain. Drink responsibly, but you can drink away the pain of Kurt Signetti leaving. And if Kurt Signetti, if you're listening, head on over to the Valley Collab House for, for one last drink in Harrisonburg, Virginia. There's a reason Christopher William Jewelers has been voted best of Virginia year after year. It's not just one thing that sets us apart. It's everything. It's the selection, extensive and unmatched, with every engagement ring, loose diamond, and fashion jewelry chosen for quality and brilliance. It's the service. From our diamond experts to our master goldsmith, our team shares a passion for what they do, and it shows. It's the atmosphere, both glamorous and laid back. See for yourself why people can't stop talking about Christopher William Jewelers in Harrisonburg and we cave all right where do you want to start uh quickly the holiday season is off and rolling with nfl in full stride and the nba and nhl hitting mid-season form bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up to the minute sports wagering news odds trends and predictions bet online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports and not just the big four bet online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played from mma to international soccer and more head to the betonline.ag today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Kurt Signetti to leave JMU yesterday. All of a sudden, probably went to like minus 750 if we're talking betting terms. Yeah, there was some some rumors that were heating up last night where it seemed like maybe it would even be announced last night that he was leaving for Indiana. So, uh, yeah, where do you want to start with this bad boy? All right. So it's Indiana. The rumored is it's about a $5 million a year gig, right? That's what Allen was making, right? Something so like I that. imagine if it might even be more than five million a year, we'll see when it kind of all gets finalized. Um, I, I'm not going to good for Kurt Signetti. I, I want to get that off the top. This yeah. is 
a move I would honestly say he has to make, right? You're you're 62, 63. This may be one of your last chances uh, to take this jump, and you're going to be making four times as much money as you would have made if you stayed at JMU. Indiana is actually, so I was doing some reading last night, actually kind of committing more to football with, I think, maybe the long-term view that the P5 and the NCAA in general could explode and you could have like your athletes are employees. And if you want to like stay in the big 10 and they don't cut you out, you need to be better at football. So they are like kind of investing in it. I think they've got a decent amount of NIL money. I saw some fans for Indiana saying they would have like $3 million annually or something that they could throw around. They have more resources than JMU. So I get that. I agree with you that he's getting a little bit older. If you wanted to make a leap, kind of getting to the right time, right? Strike world. The iron is hot with JMU at 11 and one. At the same time, man, Indiana, like I, I thought he was going to leave too, but like they're a, oh, they're a bad football program. And I, I, I think he's doing games. This man's not going to go out there and like start beating Michigan consistently or Ohio State or Penn State. Like I, I get why he would do it. But if you're an Indiana fan, do you think he's there for 10 years? Because I don't. I think it's another stepping stone. I think it's a better stepping stone because he can like if you go eight I mean, and four at Indiana, it's like wow. For two years, if he goes sixteen yeah. and eight over the next two years at Indiana, um, all of a sudden he's getting looks from from like high end P five schools. And boy, yeah. has he taken an unconventional route to get where he is, but it is working out for Kurt Signetti. This might anger some Hoosier fans. I was a little sad that it was Indiana. I, I thought Kurt Signetti was better than Indiana. I thought it was going to be Duke a potential ACC school. You were saying it. I kind of had the same feeling. I mean, we posted a, an Instagram reel on our Instagram today talking about how it's a 50-50 shot. He stays or leaves, but it's a 95-5 shot if it's West Virginia. I thought he'd stick around for another year, hope for that West Virginia opening. Neil Brown's always on the hot seat, uh, but he didn't, and he went to Indiana. Good for him. Um, Pittsburgh native going to Bloomington, Indiana. I don't think it's much different than Pittsburgh. So we can't really fault him for that. And I, you're living like a king. You're living like royalty with $5 million a year when you're in Bloomington, Indiana. And I do think the stepping stone point is important when people are like, what does he think he's going to do? Go to the college football playoff? No, I don't think that's part of his plan. I think his plan, right, is to make a couple Five of mil- He's going to make $10 million <laughs> yeah. over the next two years after he would have made $750,000 this year and next. And if you do well there, you can absolutely use it as as leverage for another gig. That would be my guess, is that he thinks it's a better leverage spot. Also easier, right? So we talk about Duke. Elko had Duke playing pretty well. Yeah. So, like, to improve Duke, you'd have to be getting close to, like, 10 wins in a year. He doesn't need to do that right now with, with Indiana. If he gets six wins next year, they are going to be stoked. That seems like a doable thing, given how the portal works. Uh, we'll see how much roster turnover there is for JMU. But, like... I don't know. He's got a chance to, to go out there and win some games. Their non-conference schedule next year, Indiana, is terrible. Like, they should win those games. And then if you win a couple conference games, you're flirting with a bowl after a 3-9 and nine year this year. So he's he's in a decent spot there where I think he can probably win at a reasonable level quickly. I'm still disappointed as a JMU fan when you hear the comments. And, and, I mean, I don't think he should say otherwise, but when he says the grass isn't always greener, you sort of assume he's going to be super picky. I don't know if Indiana's super picky, like it's just not a great football program. So I think that's what's frustrating for JMU fans is like JMU's got a better football team, better football program. It it, it is money, it is an, yeah. it is annoying. It's a money thing. And again, I'm not pocket watching none of that. Like, good for you. Go make the money. 
But with all of the talk he had been saying, the grass isn't always greener. We play for championships. I want to play for a championship at JMU. He never played for, he played for one championship at JMU. And he just had a weird time. And he's a fantastic coach. He was able to keep them like dedicated. He essentially won the Sunbelt East two years in a row. He was calling this year a championship because they beat Troy at Troy, all of that stuff. It's great. But if he wants to play for championships, if he wants to play in the college football playoff, JMU gives him a much, much better route to the college football playoff than Indiana does in the next three to five years. I think that's where, yeah, where truly he was thinking long-term, I want to get to like one of the bigger programs in the country. And he thinks Indiana is an easier place to, to make the leap, which I think makes sense. The other thing too, I've seen a lot of people say JMU has a clear path to the college football playoff next year. That's true. The path is clear. Doing that is a lot harder, right? Like, let's say but you Jamie return was- everyone, you return nearly everyone and the Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Year in the second year in the system. You went 11 and one. Your only real loss is Jalen Green. You have Mc- like, yeah, it's it's a tough path, but you just went 11 and one this year. Your path at Indiana is also clear. It's win the Big Ten, but there are no such thing as divisions anymore. And you're not winning the Big Ten ever at Indiana. I agree. I just think it's being viewed too much by some fans. It's like, oh, they were going to do it. Like they would well, run they, it back. They have a better chance at doing it than Indiana does for the JMU has a better chance at getting a college football playoff spot next season than Indiana does have in the next 10 years. But possibly, or at least in the near future. I, I just think that he views it as like if they go nine and three next year and have a good team, but they have worse one possession score luck. That's JMU I'm talking about then people are going to view Signetti like they had a downgrade. And maybe if you're a power five, you're less interested in the nine and three guy than you are the guy who had him 11 and one ranked. So I think for a stepping stone reason, it actually makes a lot of sense. I also think for like generational wealth, I know some people are like, oh, he was almost at like a million dollars at JMU or whatever, like $5 million is a lot. So if he's there for four years, gets 20 mil, can pass that down to his kids, his grandkids. (laughs) I'm not going to fault him for that. Like I'm not against this move. I just think as a fan, it can definitely be frustrating to be like, well, one, I wish JMU was more competitive salary wise in the Sun Belt, and two, it's tough to lose a coach to a program that like I don't think is going to be relevant. I agree with you on a national level. I just get why he did it because he like he got JMU close to a peak, and JMU might have some better years. They might have um, you know a lot better stuff coming in the future. But they also might have some down years where they go like eight and four because the Sunbelt East is hard or six and six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they went what nine and four last season, eight and four, whatever they went last. Eight like three, went, yeah, it's tough. Eight, and then sorry, just, eight and three, and so like you could have that again next year. And we all viewed last year as we should as like a successful year, but but that's not getting you anything. And I think we've we've been speculating this um, a lot is that his end goal is West Virginia. Uh, I, I think that's. I'm not sure how true that is or, or it's pit or it's something like that where he wants to, who knows. But if that speculation is true, Indiana to West Virginia is a much easier stepping stone that if you're waiting out Neil Brown, wouldn't you rather wait out Neil Brown at minimum $5 million a year? Right. And it's, I don't know. I just think it, it does make some sense for him. I also saw some fans be like, you know, at JMU, you can build a stronger legacy. It depends how you define legacy, Right. So I think like, he has a pretty good legacy at Indiana where he goes, he wins three, he loses three or four games for the next five years. You're a god in Indiana because they've never had football success. 
and you just made $20 million for your family. That is some family legacy right there. Much better than a bunch of people in Harrisonburg, Virginia loving you. That's like, what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> like, why does he care about like JMU's specific legacy if he could like provide generational wealth for his grandkids? Like, wouldn't that be more important to almost everyone? Like if somebody offered you, I don't know, five to 10 times your salary to do the same job, most people would take it even if they had like a really fun work situation. I would take it. Right. I think you'd take like anyone would would reasonably take that. Especially at his age. Like we all talk about like his age being a thing that would have kept him here. It also is something that like could leave him here. Like you only have to do this for another five to ten. He wants to coach until he's 75. But like in theory, you you, you stick around at Indiana for five years. You get you have a couple winning seasons in there. Maybe three of them are winning of the next five. 20 mil in your pocket after taxes. Let's call it 10 mil. Boom, bam, wham. You're set for the rest of your life and your kids are set. And it's a cruel business, a very cruel business. Where if they, if Jamie ran with Kurt Segetti, went six and six, six and six, six and six, people want the dude fired. They wanted him fired after the FCS loss against <laughs> Sam Houston State. Get out of here! Like, like JMU fans turned on him like that in year two, and and also you're getting a new AD. The AD There's business a, yes. weird at a group of five FBS level. He could have fired him if he lost five games because he's not his guy. A lot of weird stuff going on. A lot of moving parts within the athletic department. I do not fault him for the move. I also get the fan frustration, right? So it kind of yes. is what it is. Um, and I think I a think lot I'd of be as frustrated if he went to Duke. Sorry to interrupt, but I don't think I'd be as frustrated if it was like a team that had a little bit more football success. It's all yeah. I think that's what bothers me a little bit is is just some of like pairing that with the quotes where it's like the grass isn't always greener. It's like. I don't know if you can go better than eight and four at Indiana. Like that's clearly a money play, which <laughs> what's he supposed to say, right? It's kind of but a his hard quote spot. yesterday. Really? Like his quote was like, you got to pick up the phone, but it's not always about the money. And it's like, this is clearly about the money, right? I, I think so. I think it's about the money. And I guess the fact that he thinks I can go get a couple bowl wins, they'll love me and then maybe leverage <laughs> it into something else. So it does make yeah. some sense, but as a fan, yeah, it's like, damn. Yeah. Um, so do you want to transition over quickly to head coaching candidates that that may be filling in for him? Yeah, got a quick article up that I wrote last night and and uh, put that up today with some head coaching candidates of who they they might have so they can go internal. They could go. Internal. I'm a big fan of internal. I want internal. I will. OK, so I'm going to list three internal names and then I'll just have you. explain. Can I guess who they are? Part. Yeah, go ahead. Brian Haynes, Mike Shanahan and Tino Sinceri. Those are the three internal names. Go ahead. Give me your thoughts on why they should stay internal. I think they should stay internal because to me, this is a really a spot in JMU football history. Maybe I'm overreacting, but if Signetti leaves, you may have a, a big thing in roster turnover. Uh, you, you change a lot. You might change your identity, all of these things. I think if you stay internal, you have a better shot at keeping a large portion of your recruiting class that's coming in. And you have a large, you have a good chance of keeping a lot of the guys on the roster, namely Jalen Walker, Aiden Fisher, Mikel Kamara, Jordan McLeod, uh, Reggie, I think Reggie's graduate, Elijah Surratt, like these, these big time players we just came to love can easily leave and go to Indiana and follow Signetti or go to another school, a potential power five school. But if you keep it internal, you keep, you, you try to keep that coaching staff together because we were talking last podcast about how great this coaching staff is. I think I posed the question to you about uh, would you rather lose Signetti and keep the coaching staff or lose the coaching staff and keep Signetti? And I believe we both kind of said in a perfect world would love to not love would much rather keep the coaching staff if, if Signetti left. And I think that you have a, you have a 
all right chance of doing that if you do an internal hire. Yes. I think the one thing that's really important because fans get this confused a lot where they're like, I hope they bring in a new guy, but keep the staff. That's not how anything works. Like that's no, you, you cannot, this staff, if you don't internally hire will most yes. likely. And, and I will say Mike Shanahan and Bryant Haynes, the fantastic defensive coordinator and the fantastic offensive coordinator, both of which I think would be great hires. If you brought them up internally have been with Signetti since his division two days at IUP. So like he brings guys with him, Robo, the offensive line coach, has been with him at E, like he comes with them. Uh, quickly here, we have Brad B, IU grad here, searched Kurt Signetti and you guys popped up. What are some pros and cons? Um, I will quickly go over it. Pros, he's a fantastic program builder. He knows how to hire good coaches. He's more of a CEO type. He's going to really identify good talent, both coaching wise and uh, student wise. He's a it seems like a QB whisperer almost. Maybe that's Mike Shanahan too. And that kind of dual punch, uh, all of that cons is that he's old. Um, he's a little conservative. He likes to turtle all of that stuff in game stuff, but I mean, he's built program after program and he has a track record of success. I, I think this is a home run hire for Indiana. Great hire. Yeah. I hope you like first down runs, but uh, I think, Hey, not, a, not after the bye week, baby. Uh, that's true. <laughs> this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <laughs> but um Okay, so coaching candidates, I think it's Shanahan. I, in my mind, I think it goes Shanahan, Haynes, and I don't think Sinceri will will get a look. It, I think it would QB be the head coach. I don't want. I'm not going to say it's malpractice. I think it would be stunning to go like into next year, being like, we think we can make the college football playoff, and our new head coach has only ever been a quarterbacks coach. I would. I, I can't see that happening. Here's here's a take and. Let's workshop it. I have 15 minutes before my lunch breaks over. But uh, Sinceri, hire, promote Bryant Haynes, the defensive coordinator. And th this probably won't ever happen, but <laughs> you promote Bryant Haynes. You get Pat Koontz to be defensive coordinator. And Shanahan goes with Signetti, and Tino Sinceri becomes OC. I could see that. I think I would have Haynes um, as my one and the Shanahan as my two. Um, but I think you can kind of kind of go either way with those two in terms of if you're going internal. Uh, yeah, if you go with Shanahan, right, I think Sinceri going to OC is certainly a possibility. Um, and then, so Tyler has a question here. Knowing how great Jeff Bourne is, do you think he could have seen this coming? What do you think the interim will be for the bowl game? Some rumors that maybe Cincinnati will even coach the bowl game. I don't know. For the seeing it coming, he's got a list at all times. I'm very sure. Him, the consulting firm they use, this is not like an unexpected move. They're very prepared. I would think they would have a hire like within a week. Another given... emergency pod will be coming. <laughs> it's going to be quick. It's going to be really quick just because you got early signing day on December 20th. You want to retain your players, right? Also because the portal, I think, officially opens for, for undergrad guys. Yeah, next week, the 4th, right? So you've, you've got to kind of move immediately because you'd like to retain your roster. And if you don't retain your roster, you need the new guy to start also going in the portal and grabbing some dudes. Yeah. I will say Daniel said this in, on Twitter, but thank goodness this happened while Jeff Bourne is here. What a lasting impact you can have on this program. 
but also a, a unique situation, right? Where the the new coach will coach his first football game with an I with an AD who didn't hire him. So it's going to yeah. be uh, it's, it's going to be a be. crazy few months. <laughs> okay, so some outside candidates. You you've been you've been nose to the grindstone figuring out some outside candidates. Yeah. Hit me with some with some outside candidates. I threw here's my funniest one first, just for entertainment value as some fans Mike are stressed during this time. I saw some Mike Houston stuff. Brandon Staley. <laughs> Virginia, DC. Let's say the Chargers fire him on Monday and we hire him the same day. How about that? That's also a perfect, I like that one because it allowed me to make a stay tuned for Monday joke in the article. <laughs> but okay, that one's not going to happen. Um, a few names that I think would be big time outside. Bob Chesney at Holy Cross is a stud. Um, was toward the end, I think, with Syracuse. So Coaching an FCS team right now, he's led them to a 28-4 record in league games. He's also won a bunch of games at the D2 and D3 levels, so kind of similar similar to Signetti, but then also similar to Mike Houston, right, for that path of, of success at, at multiple levels. I think he'd be a great hire. I don't know if he makes the most sense, given that like he's going to be coaching a Power 5 soon, so you might have Bob Chesney for 2024. You guys win 10 games, and then he does the same thing again. Um, another one who I think deserves a ton of love, Joe Harrisimiak, Rutgers defensive coordinator, former Maine head coach who overlapped with Jamie during the CAFCS days, led them to a 10-win season, Maine that is, in 2018 as the head coach. Then he left because Maine has essentially no resources for football, became a Minnesota assistant. He's now the, the DC at Rutgers and has done a really nice job with them. They play some good defense. Both those guys... Pretty young. I think Harris Simiak's like 37 and Chesney might be um, early to mid 40s. So you've got young guys who I think have great potential to be power five head coaches one day, could recruit well. They've proven they can win as head coaches. So I think there's some value there. Um, whereas Shanahan and Haynes and Sinceri obviously have, have not had a, like a bunch of winning head coaching records. So those are a couple. Uh, and then a few I threw out that were just sort of interesting names. Willie Simmons at Florida A&M. He's 64 and 24 as head coach at Prairie View A&M and Florida A&M. Done a lot of good stuff with them. Uh, Jerry Mack is a Tennessee running back coach who is a big-time recruiter. He was the head coach at North Carolina Central from 2014 to 2017 and went 31 and 15. So works for a P5 program. Good recruiter. Has head coaching experience. Interesting. Uh, Drew Maringer gets mentioned every time Jamie was an opening because he was the uh, co-offensive coordinator in 2014 young guy who now is the Oregon's Oregon tight ends coach. Um, wouldn't expect him to be like the favorite or anything, but he always seems to sort of get his, his name in the mix. Yeah. And uh, I threw Jay Hill in there on my list. The former Weber state head coach. Now the DC at BYU. I think he spent his entire coaching career in Utah. So I don't expect this to happen because if you're trying to like, kill recruiting in Virginia and North Carolina and the East coast. And you have somebody who like, like eats, sleeps, breathes like Utah in the West coast. I'm not <laughs> sure that makes the most sense, but won a ton of games there and is a very good coach. So those are some names. And then I threw Staley as a joke. Um, Brian Steinspring always gets mentioned. He's the head coach now at Roanoke college. I, I don't think that's a real possibility, but it's almost a guarantee that a former player will float his name at some point here in the next two days. Yeah, Isaac Steer asked, does Signetti take his coordinators and QB with him? Uh, he can, but it all depends on what the hiring here at JMU does um, because they can promote, the coordinators can stay. Right. It's more so kind of a dual thing of what Signetti wants to do and then what the new coach wants to do who is coming in. Uh, so stay tuned for that.
I also don't know how the McLeod stuff works because I know some Indiana fans are asking about like the actual quarterback position. He's transferred a lot. Like I don't know if he's out of potential transfers. Well, by now. Someone responded that when your coach leaves, you get a free year transfer. That's not a thing. That okay? That's like not they a used thing. to be. I was looking this up yesterday, and the NCAA has a very specific thing that says that's not a free waiver. Okay, so you, you can maybe if there's like a coach thing and a mental health thing that you could put. To, I don't know. The waiver process is confusing, but I don't think it's one where you get a free, I can transfer in addition to a one-time transfer because my coach leaves. Yeah. So uh, before we get up on out of here, I want you to get, kind of give me a percentage chance of it uh, being an outside hire or an internal promotion. Gosh, that's a good question. I th- I'll let you answer first. Sorry. I'll go. I'll say that they go s- 60% outside, 40% inside. They've got some great assistance inside, which makes me think it's possible. I also would not be shocked if they wanted to roll with somebody who's like one as a head coach before, like they do with Signetti. That's a good point. Um, so if it's an outside hire, who's your who's your pick? Who do you think it'll be? I, it's such an impossible task because it's probably going to be some Division two coach we've never heard of. Uh, that, that's just the way it seems like they do it. But um, who do you think it'll be? If they get Chesney or Harrisimiak, I think that is like home run. You nailed it. Like they're young. They've won as head coaches. They have great experience. I think they could come in. And if you have them for multiple years, I think you'd be in an unbelievable spot. Um, a part of me, part of me kind of is coming around on the inside thing because maybe they could keep the recruiting class intact, keep the roster intact. You'd be darn good in 2024. Um, and if that doesn't work out, the new AD would have a pretty easy crux to be like, Hey, we're going to check. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing how that goes for two or three years. I think it's a 75, 25% chance. It's an internal. I'm pretty confident that this is going to be an internal hire. And that's really why I'm not too worried about this kind of the Oregon state mold of how they promoted Jonathan Smith, their defensive coordinator who had been there for a while and had really known the kind of culture and structure uh, that was built there at Oregon State, and a lot of their fans are excited about that. That kind of got me more excited about a potential internal hire. Uh, according to some reports, uh, potential recruits may be more keen for an internal hire and would be less likely to flip. Uh, so sense. there's a lot of things that going into it, but I think an internal hire at this point in where JMU is, they have two stud coordinators. They have some great kind of position coaches. I would love an internal hire and trying to keep this staff as intact as possible. I see a lot in the comments that Frank Signet- Frank Signetti Jr. is available. I don't want Frank Signetti Jr. He runs a he's not the best offensive coordinator when he was at Pitt. The guy who got fired from Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assume that's a joke, but <laughs> just I hope clear. it's a joke. I just hope to be clear, it's a joke. No. But uh, you know, like, I think JMU is slightly above Frank Signetti Jr. And that would be a downgrade between the Signetti brothers. Like a that a big time step down from that'd be that'd be really tough. To, Let me hit you with a couple of quick listener questions. All right. I gotta I gotta get out of here. My lunch break's I know, almost I know, over. I know, I know. Hit me quick. Daniel Merriman was asking how much roster turnover do you expect? There's a few other thing there's but what do you what do you think roster turnover wise? Do you think it gets crazy here in the next couple of days? I don't think so. I think they'll keep it together for the most part. Um, don't be shocked, though, if like a Jalen Walker or an Aiden Fisher enter the portal. Um, I think you I don't think we'll see too much recruiting change as of right now in terms of what the recruiting classes are coming. Ben Hoffer, you can follow him uh, on Twitter, recruiting uh, Duke's recruits. 
uh, at Dukes Recruits on Twitter. He'll have kind of the updates over there. I think from a current roster standpoint, you'll see a few enter the transfer portal. Uh, so don't be shocked if they do. But I, I don't think there's going to be insane roster turnover. Also makes sense if you're a player to just wait like three days. And then yes. I think the hire is going to happen within the next 10 days. Oh, for, I think it'll be like within a week. I Because that's be why Indiana fast. acted so fast. They, their, their athletic director wanted someone in place for Tuesday for the transfer portal and to get everyone back together and essentially recruiting people. I would not be shocked if the hires made Monday. Yeah, I could I could see it happening quite quickly. I saw another a uh, couple of replies to the coaching candidate story. Bubba Fist asked if Mike London could be a possibility. I think that'd be underwhelming, giving his terrible tenure at Virginia, even though he's been a really good FCS coach. And then somebody suggested Al Golden. Uh, I guess he's an assistant at Notre Dame now. I think he was at what Temple in Miami has had some. Um, he could certainly be an interesting, interesting look. I kind of, I kind of think young. I think they go young this time. Um, sort of in that similar Houston vein where it's an internal hire or if they can get a guy who's one but is young, I think that'd be quite the play for them. Ben just put in the YouTube comment section. I just got word uh, coaches are contacting recruits. That's both JMU's current coordinators and other coaches. And that's normal. That's normal, man. That's how the, that's how the sausage <laughs> gets made, man. I can man. tell you try, you're trying to rationalize. No, I mean, that's just like how it is. Like it's a, it's a shady enterprise. Where it's it like all about money. It's not about student athletes, right? It's about just like, can I get the players to have my team win? Like, let's say JMU gets a, a coach from uh, some other school that had a few good players. The coach is going to try to steal them and bring them to JMU. And we're all going to be like, smart move. This guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not going to get that mad about that. JMU, whoever becomes the head coach is probably going to try to steal some people. And if it's an internal hire, I think they they lock in the class pretty well, do some stuff, and then go grab some uh, – some transfers. I did find quick last note here, at least for me. I found it hilarious that an Indiana player entering the portal posted today that he got an offer from JMU and then had to clarify that he received it previously, uh, but only posted it today. I found that hilarious because Indiana fans were were sort of in a in a funk there for a second. Uh, do you think Travell Mullen transfers back to Indiana? That would be something if if Mullen went back to Indiana. I'm going to be bummed if they lose some of the the key guys on the roster, but like I don't know. They've gone through this before, right? They've gone through it the multiple times over the last decade and been pretty successful. Can I say a really pessimistic take before we get up on out of here? Yes. It feels like they've hit a home run higher uh, with Withers into Houston, <laughs> into, into Zignetti. Really feels like the time for a, just a whiff is coming. And uh, I don't think this program can afford a whiff right now. That'd be tough. But I'm also, gonna... also good thing that they've hit a home run with their last three yeah. hires. Gun to your head. Who's the coach? Uh, Bryant Haynes. Haynes makes a lot of sense to me. And then uh, Brian, if Brian they could keep Sanceri and or Shanahan with Haynes, that'd be very, very cool. If I think Shanahan, if he's not the promoter, I think he goes with Signetti. That's fair. I think Pat Kuntz, if they can keep Kuntz and Sanceri, that's awesome. I The staff is great if they could hang on to some of the staff. Yeah, so – um, yeah, keep it locked to our Twitter, JMU Sports News, uh, our Instagram, same handle, and our website, www.jmusportsnews.com. We'll be hitting a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of content coming, a lot of stuff. Nova, we need Tino to stay. Jordan and a few others. Guy, that's true. Tina Sinceri has been a QB whisperer, uh, and his his impact has been has been massive. Um, so. Keep it locked to all of the social feeds. This has been the Jamie Sports News Emergency Pod presented by Bet Online.
a lot of stuff is going to be happening in the next 72 hours. Stay tuned for Monday because I think we'll, we'll have a, I think, I think we'll have a coach hire here very shortly. So Bennett, thanks for jumping on this emergency pod. It was fun. Great emergency pod. See you. We might have another one. We might have another one here soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.